Good morning, and thank you for tuning in this morning to Monday Mornings with Lucinda and Sharifa. So since you're just now coming in, if you have any questions, if you have any comments, be sure to show your love in the comment section so I can read them to Lucinda and we can have an interesting conversation. But before we do anything else, what we want you to do is go ahead and share this live because you don't want your friends to miss out on all the information Lucinda and Sharifa are about to share. Good morning, Lucinda, how are you? I'm great, how are you? I am wonderful, I'm so excited about our new show because between the two of us, we never know what's gonna happen, so I'm just, I'm just excited. I'm excited too. This was like such a godsend for me because it's a way for me to uh, break out from my uh, emotional barriers of um, that not enough or no self-esteem thing that I go through every once in a while. So I'm excited about this. This is really good. It's all about me today. Yes. And I'm excited because when I look at someone such as yourself, who's always on, always up, always giggling, always, you know, giving everyone else a shoulder to even hear you say that you have any self-esteem issues is surprising to me. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I, um, they develop over time, right? And it's because, like, you want to be a part of different groups and you want to you want to do things that other people do so that, that way you're accepted. We all go through that thing of acceptance, right? And um, we, you know, we don't struggle with the self-esteem after we realize what the components of it are. And so slowly but surely, um, like I remember when I did my first uh, uh, event here for myself, right? My channeling event and all my friends showed up. It was so cool because like I had good support. But I remember I was like, my hands went like this when I went to push the button to make the flyer. It was like, oh my God, what do I have to offer? But I have a lot to offer. So my self-esteem isn't suffering, so we just can't be arrogant, that's all. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So we have a few people tuning in into the chat room. Barry Mack, Cassandra, Krista Vincent says, yay, good morning to two of my favorite people. And Krista Vincent says, Krista. Krista says share, so she went ahead and shared the Facebook Live. Uh, Tammy just joined us. Lamuel just joined us. So again, one of the things that I always love to discuss with you is the whole idea between the woo-woo and the mainstream and how some people see it as separate or how some people see it as a part where there are other people like myself who I see it in everyone. You know, everybody has that divine spark that allows them to tap into that communication with God, with source, whatever they decide to call it. What do you feel about that, Lucinda? Yeah, I definitely feel that there's, um, there's constant contact. A lot of times, simply because we don't recognize that there's constant contact with um, uh, God or with uh, something greater than ourselves, right? Which could be like consciousness, right? So if we are one, okay, so here's the thing, right? If we are one, then we're still tapping into more than one of us, right? A single cell sort of thing. And so with that, yeah, we're always, we're always on. And um, the joy of just being on the right side of the dirt really plays into it. <laughs> yes, I know that's right. Now I'm happy, grateful, thankful to be on this side of the dirt. So I know one of the things that we talked about last week when we did our interview and after our interview we had so much fun we we're like we got to do this on a regular basis so we decided to do monday mornings with lucinda and sharifa but we talked about oh meditation. my god i'm so scared you're gonna say like eight o'clock i was like oh hell heck no <laughs> 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 no i'm not right now 
already have a podcast at eight o'clock. <laughs> oh, okay. Like I'm saying, you know, that might be, you know, maybe we should post it then. I don't know. No, but we wanted to do Mondays, Monday mornings to kind of start off the week with a certain energy, a certain positive flow, positive vibe. But one of the things that we discussed on your interview was just meditation and the, the importance of meditation and getting grounded and starting off everything like that. So I didn't know. Um, we have Janice who says, good morning. We have Isabella um, Stolar who says, sending sisters love. And we are receiving it. We are definitely receiving all the love and support. So Lucinda, I didn't know if you wanted to open with a brief meditation or what were you feeling? Yeah, just, let's do a meditation. Heck yeah. I would love to do that. Okay, so let me finish sharing. And then that way, people who would like to do that, that would be a good idea. Okay, so I'm going to let you finish sharing. And so I'm going to welcome um, Leora Leon, just joined us. Um, Karen, I might have missed Karen, because Isabella Stoloff says, Hi, Karen. I miss you, um, Isabella. I haven't had an opportunity to sit down with you, to speak with you. I want to be able to do that as soon as possible. Alana Raymond just joined us. So many people are joining us today because we wanted to open this conversation up, Lucinda and I, to really discussing what some people see as woo-woo, as well as what other people incorporate into mainstream, what we all do, what we all have, all of our uh, abilities. So we love you too, Krista Benson. Krista says, love to all my friends here. So everyone is showing the love. So we ready to go? <laughs> Yeah, I'm ready to go. Okay. So um, usually when I meditate, what I do is uh, I get centered. So uh, most everybody on the thread right now understands what that term is, but maybe somebody who's watching it later may not understand what I mean about getting centered or aligned. But what I mean is just go inside, all right, your body, your physical form, right, and find your heart center. And wait until you kind of feel it like almost tangibly, right? And tap into what's there, the love, the connectedness to self. Take a deep breath in and release. Take another deep breath in. And release. Continue breathing. And as you breathe, you picture little gold flecks of unconditional love floating in on the very air you breathe in deeply into your diaphragm, spreading all throughout your body. And as you release it, it becomes little white butterflies of unconditional love for the universe. And when you release, let your shoulders fall away from your ears. So take a deep breath in. And let it swirl around. And then release. Take another deep breath in. And release. The vision and imagery that I'm getting 
is we're standing on a path with a rail in front of us on a cliff that overlooks the ocean horizon. The sun is just setting. We see some birds in the sky. We can hear the gentle lapping of the waves down below at the bottom of the cliff. There's a sense of expandedness and we become consciously aware of who we are and where we are. Down into the very tips of our toes, being supported by Mother Earth, Gaia, Pachimama. And feeling that beautiful crystal energy rise up through the bottom of our feet, into our ankles and shins and calves, energizing us with that beautiful love and support into our knees and thighs, hips, stomach, back, waist, chest, upper back, shoulders, down into our fingertips, hands, wrists, forearms, all filling with that beautiful crystal energy. You can feel the love and support from the planet into our elbows, upper arms and shoulders. Take a deep breath in and release. And the energy flows up into our throat and neck, the back of our head, around our chin, ears, lips, nose, cheeks, our eyes, brow, temples, and the top of our head. And it begins to extend out into the universe through our chakra system <clears throat> and beyond. And as it connects up above to divine white light energy, each tendril of the tree that we are begins to receive divine white light floating gently and lovingly down into our system. And this divine white light energy is filled with unconditional love. And it continues to pour down our chakra system into our eighth chakra. Filling it completely with unconditional love and divine white light energy. And then down into our crown. Into our brow, third eye. Until it overflows and goes into the throat. Might be doing some clearing right there. Beautiful. Until the vibrancy of the colors in the spectrum of the rainbow are well met. And then it 
flows down our arms into our fingertips, back up our arms and then down into our heart. And the heart becomes full of love, unconditional love for self and others. There's an overwhelming sense of gratitude at this connectedness. And the divine white light energy continues to flow into us, down into our solar plexus, making it a beautiful, brilliant sunshine color. Through our soul, into our sacral skin, and then down into our root. <clears throat> down our hips, our legs, and down through the bottom of our feet into the roots, and into the planet, <clears throat> feeding the planet unconditional love with divine white light energy. Focus on your heart center and allow it to be filled with this beautiful divine white light until you feel you are beaming light. Take a deep breath in and release. And as if you feel like a feather floating down on a mattress, Gently come back to the rail, the horizon, your feet firmly planted on the ground, a sense of self, physical awareness, and open your eyes when you're ready. Wow, that was good. I like that. That's awesome. So <laughs> no, really good. So I'm gonna ask this because I know we just had a few more people who joined us. Rick, Alfred, Ruth, who just joined us in the comments. Um, our little helper Sherabanu joined us, so now she's watching. Um, Sherabanu is the one who helps me with everything, so I'm definitely glad that she joined us. Krista Benson said, very nice. She's sending us a lot of heart. Uh, Isabella Stoloff, Shaman Isabella said, super mellow. So, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. yes. So let me just ask you, you this. For some people who, you know, th this may be their very first time. And I know it's very common to people, but what do you do when your mind begins to wander, when you're trying to focus on the, the meditation and focus on the words, but you're thinking about the grocery list or that bill you have to pay? Oh, yeah. There's some, there's some things that uh, I've come across that have been taught to me that kind of help with that. But it isn't, first, you've got to give yourself a break because it's natural to have those thoughts. You have tens of thousands of thoughts in a nanosecond. And so your brain is just trying to be efficient and process all of it, okay? And simply because you're not receiving more information regarding that particular subject doesn't mean it isn't in your energetic field, your awareness. So what happens is, is that your brain is like being efficient, okay? And so accept it, accept it. Let it just be whatever it is. And then gently bring yourself back to that centered place, right? 
but um, what there's a, there's a really good story that I came across in a book, right? And so this book is awesome. And uh, I'll have to find it one day and I'll share it. But it's about a monk who goes on his pil pilgrimage and he goes up into a cave. And uh, when he gets there, they walk him over to this old man who is the only one that knows where the cave is. And he's blind. So <laughs> he takes him up to the cave. There's like a half, a, there's some water, maybe uh, some dried food, not too much because he's supposed to fast. And the first couple of days that he goes to meditate, um, the demons come, the story, okay? So the demons come, and they're just like inundating him, and he's fighting with them and everything. And then, you know, after that, he's exhausted for those few days. And then the next time uh, it comes, he uses a different tact, and he pleads with them, please go away, please go away, please go away. Still exhausted, not really resulting in the way that he would like for it to be as far as meditation, reaching his, you know, his his ohm, right? And his zen. And then... Um, the third day, he uh, ignores them, but that doesn't help, right? Because they're still there, right? And then the, the third time, like after the set, anyway, so the last time what he does is he just recognizes them. He says, okay, I see you. Okay, I see you. And then he brings himself back. So each time he recognizes that it is a thought, it's okay, it's a thought. <laughs> and then you just come back, right? Uh, there's another little trick that... Um, there's a hack, okay? I love hacks. So um, I, I get, I have a lot of really good friends that do extensive uh, research in um, spirituality, and they help me out an awful lot because they'll give me these hacks. And what what I get to do then is I get to leap through um, the experience and garner that uh, that hack. So the first hack that I have is that um, where you're looking when you have your eyes closed is where your attention is. So if you're looking down, you're looking in the past, okay? So if you have your eyes closed and you're looking down, then you're, you're going to get everything that was going on. And if you're looking straight ahead, it's everything that's going on in your, your business right now. And then if you look up, what has a tendency to happen is that you have, you have a focus in not necessarily the future, but in the unknown, right? And so it's a little bit more open space and you have the ability to go ahead and pull things in a little bit easier that way as far as imagery and such. A lot of times people don't understand it, but you're practicing, that's a practice in, when you're doing like imagination, it's a practice in clairvoyant skills. Wow, that's great information. A lot to, to learn from. Now, do you recommend, and I don't, I want to just have a conversation. I don't want to jump into interview mode, but there's so many questions that are, are coming to it's just a natural thing. Um, right. Again, if anyone is just now tuning in, you're watching Monday mornings with Lucinda and Sharifa, and we are live. So if you have any questions or any comments, please be sure to ask them in the comment section. I'll go ahead and read those to Lucinda. And if you yeah. haven't shared live please go ahead and share the live with your friends because there's so much information that we're sharing today that we we know your friends will definitely enjoy yeah so yeah. i have a question for you then Sharif. okay let's just go back yeah because like this is awesome um so uh i know that you have uh spiritual practices mm -hmm. and that you you in your spiritual practices is your belief system how did you come to be in the position you are, considering yourself as mainstream and integrate the spiritual practices that you have and still present yourself as the CEO of companies and such? Excellent question. I like that question. question. Yeah, I thought it was. 
I think the only difference is that I don't, I wouldn't necessarily uh, classify myself as mainstream. The only thing that's mainstream about me is the business aspect. But I was raised Muslim. I was raised in Al-Islam and there was a lot of structure to it. It was a lot of, um, you know, a belief system to it. So being that my whole family was from my parents to my siblings to my grandmother, my aunts, we, I was in, I was raised in a very close knit circle. And so we all had these spiritual practices. It really wasn't until I went out into the world that I realized, oh my God, like people didn't do all these things. They didn't practice all these things. They weren't, you know, and so I had to kind of have to integrate some of my beliefs into mainstream society, but I still use them today to govern everything that I do. So business to me is just a part of what I do, the aspect of what I do. But to me, business is one of the most um, service oriented things that you can have. I love business because to me, the core of business is being able to feed your families. Like that's to me what business means. It means being able to put food on the table, being able to uh, survive, to live, to grow. And so I serve by helping people with their business. That's awesome. That's great answer. <laughs> so, okay, so I didn't know when you had said um, that we were going to do it, right? I was mm -hmm. thinking to myself, I was thinking to myself, okay, so what are we going to talk about? And then you and I, we just decided to go ahead and go by the seat of our pants because we were hoping that people would ask questions as well. And mm -hmm. talking about ourselves is all well and good, but we have um, – a variety of people who are in the list that are phenomenal, right? Mm -hmm. And there's so many different belief systems that are represented in just this one thread right now. It's like, it's for me, it's fantastic. There's um, like, so my belief system is just like all, right? Mm -hmm. And then, so yours is right because it works for you, but it also works for me because it works for you. So it's very mm -hmm. incorporative. And then um, with the, uh, Gosh, there's just so many things that are uh, beautiful in that light, right? So what do you think about structured? Um, <laughs> I'm not going to ask that question. Well, you can ask that question, but that's my question. So what do you think? Where does, okay, so with mainstream, with mainstream, we have like a lot of structures and systems, right? And so the structures and systems all fall within um, uh, different dogmatic belief systems. So mm -hmm. uh, depending on what the opinion is of the congregation, that's a great word, um, is how people will be uh, drawn or attracted to that particular belief system. What I'm finding is there's a lot of people that don't want that definition any longer, and they want the freedom to be able to choose what it is that they believe. So how do you feel that's fitting into society right now? If I, if I understand your question correctly, I believe society is changing overall. I believe that we are looking for more ways to simply connect without a lot of the structure and without a lot of the organization, also without people coming between us and our connection. Um, again, being raised Muslim, being raised in Al-Islam, they teach you to pray five times a day. But one of the things that people don't understand is that if you literally pray five times a day, that's just something to teach you to always be in continuous prayer. So if you're not in prayer, then your next prayer is going to come up and you, you start to pray. And then you, you kind of forget and then the next prayer comes up and you go back into that prayer. So after a while of learning, you know, it's just like an abacus in math. You start with small steps and then you learn and you wind up eventually at trigonometry or your highest level. 
and your highest level is just the pure connection, the pure intent without the constant reminders. And I think as a society, that's where a lot of people are moving away from, away, moving away from the house, from the physical um, church into more into the world, just, just like Jesus did to just walk and talk and preach the message. Because at the end of the day, when you look at all religions, I've studied Al-Islam, I've stu- I studied Christianity, I've studied Buddhism, but the message, the message from all of them is just simply love. And I think that's what we as people connect to. Absolutely. I agree, I agree wholeheartedly with that, that the message is love. <laughs> right? I think that when we um, have a tendency to um, look for uh, differences rather than uh, similarities, that creates that separation that we're actually bridging using unconditional love. And so there's this kind of tug of war, right? And so I think that if people were a little bit more uh, aware or mindful of uh, their actions in that spiritual principle practice of looking for similarities, so that that way you do create that acceptance, and you do create that love and that wholeness and that support that um, the world would definitely move faster and farther as far as um, what is perceived as ascension, right? I know that it'd be a higher vibration. So naturally you're going to raise yourself up, right? Yes. But if we can do it together, you know, I think that's the most important thing. And so for me, when people ever, anytime they ask about my religious or my religious belief, I always just say I'm spiritual because I simply believe if you take any human and you put them on a deserted island, there's something in them that gives them the will to survive. It's something in them that says, hey, Lucinda, you might want to build a house because it's going to get cold at night. You know, there's something that says, hey, Sharifa, you might want to grab that fish because you might want to eat. And to me, that's that spirit of God. That's the spirit of the universe that whatever you want to call it, that's in you to be able to, to just survive. And that's what we want to do is survive as a race, as the human race. So I love the ways that we can use to get there. And to me, whether those ways are woo-woo or mainstream, they're, they're just ways. Because on our last interview, one of the things that I've been pondering since then is, you Sharifa, know, you might want to package more of your intuitive counseling. And I was like, oh, I don't know how to do that. I don't know what that looks like. And I was like, maybe I should set up counseling sessions. Maybe I should do this. And I didn't, I didn't really know what that looks like. And I still don't. But to me, this conversation, this Monday mornings with Lucinda is a part of that step to go more into the intuitive counseling. Because I spend a lot of time counseling people on business or consulting. Let me say that. Consulting with people on business. But even in consulting with them in business, I find, whether I point it out to them or not, that a lot of their blockages are more spiritual than, you know, mainstream. And what I mean by spiritual is their belief system, their belief that they're not worthy of having more money, that they're not worthy of creating a sustainable business, that they, you know, that they can't have this life that they live for whatever reason. So I try to get past all of those blockages in order to help them believe truly believe that they can create a successful business. They can be millionaires. They can be whatever it is that they want. Yeah, exactly. Well, yesterday I was prompted by spirit to add intuitive counseling to what it is that I do. I do a lot of counseling. I'm a reverend. Okay. And so people will come in and they'll ask me questions and then I just channel the information for them. But I can see that there's a need in the community to be the, to, to be the ear, right? to listen to like what what the desire is and not necessarily try to fulfill it but to 
you know, like teach them to fish, right? <laughs> and so it's so much easier that way because in that way I'm not responsible for the outcome. They have uh, tools and byproducts of those tools to be able to facilitate and work with. And so I thought, wow, okay, that might work. <laughs> I just, you know, here we go. It should work out pretty good. But yeah, I, you called it common sense, right? So you called it common sense skills. And it was like, I thought, well, it is to a certain degree because for you and I, it feels like common sense. It just makes sense. That's how it comes, right? It just makes sense to do it this way. It just makes sense. And because we have uh, geared ourselves because we're constantly connected, you were talking about um, how you were uh, not necessarily conditioned, but reminded to go ahead and be in constant contact. And then by those practices, they're ingrained. And because they're ingrained, you get to go ahead and facilitate throughout the day this conversation with God that you can have on a regular basis. Whatever, whatever God represents to you. I use God because it's easy to spell, all right? And so if, uh, if you have a different nomenclature, more power to you, I'm okay with that. I mean, you know, it's, it's yours, right? I love it. And Leora Leon says Lucinda Collis is an angel walking. Oh, <laughs> that's why my back hurts. It's the wings. No. <laughs> I love Leora. Leora was here doing a past life regression in potluck yesterday, and it was phenomenal. We had a lot of fun. Okay. I think we might have to talk to her one day. Maybe we'll bring some guests on to morning, Monday mornings with Sharifa, Lucinda and Sharifa to see how you know, other people view certain things. Again, if you have any questions or comments for us, we are live. We're taking your questions. We're taking your comments. Right now, we're just having a general discussion on woo-woo versus mainstream. Now, I've heard the term woo-woo before, right. but Lucy, you are the one who really had that phrase, you know, stuck in my head, because that's like your term, you know, where woo-woo meets wellness. Well, okay, so Denise and I, we were sitting down, and... Um, we weren't coming up with a hashtag. It wasn't like that. It was just kind of like, you know, we're trying to figure out how to introduce ourselves to where people, you know, metaphysical studies and wellness practices. And it was like, you know, that just sounded too scary because um, people, when they hear metaphysical, right, they think in terms of um, uh, there's a connotation to it because it's the spirit of the unknown, all right? <laughs> And because they're not familiar with the use of energy and how it flows and how easy it is to um, uh, uh, tap into, right? Because we all do it. We have this natural energy field that powers our body throughout the day. There, I grab some energy. That's easy. That's just how it works. And so when you do metaphysical studies, it's the practice of how the universe works. It's a practice of like numbers and planets and um, placement and just like a lot of things that come into play right so when um, we were talking uh, I I don't know which one of us said woo-woo it might have been Janice because her kids called her woo-woo right and then um, we were talking about woo-woo but like you know I've always been called woo-woo so it was just kind of you know so and for me it was a very familiar term i know it was a familiar term for her so i think it was like a conjoined effort right and um we just said you know because both of us are reiki masters so that's why the the meets is in the middle right but she wants to be um she wants to be the side of wellness for the for the center and i don't mind being the side of woo woo for the center 
because for me it speaks to what it is that I do. Now, I want to say the other night we had Seth Dietlin here, and he um, he contacts angels and uh, he did a meditation, and we went around the room and we introduced ourselves, right? And so in the room I'm introducing myself because I sat in on this one, right? Anyway, so I I introduced myself, and when I said and I'm the woo-woo aspect of the business, everybody got it. They were like, oh. And so what happens is, is that with that particular term, everybody gets to go ahead and define it how it's comfortable for them, right? So is it paranormal for them? Who knows? Is it metaphysical for them? I don't know. Is it psychic? Is it mediumship? But it's their determination. Now the ball's in their court. They have control of what it is that they're willing to go ahead and um, – uh, investigate right and so it was it was but that was very telling to me so that's why woo-woo is a good word for me because when I say it it's at first at first when I started I called myself a psychic because it just made sense and I about me being a psychic because because she wants me to call myself a clairvoyant medium and although that's one of my practices i am psychic so i can see things in the future and i can see things you know that happen the way that they happen and just because you get a reading from somebody doesn't necessarily mean that that's the be all end all of whatever is taking place in that moment that's how the energies are aligned in that moment and that's what's most likely going to happen if the same procedures that you're practicing in that moment continue. But once you receive any information, everything is mutable. Everything is changeable. So with the information you receive, you naturally make different choices, right? Either to get toward it or move away from it. And that's just how that works. So, you know, woo-woo. <laughs> I think that summed up the whole woo-woo. I love it. I definitely love it. And so with that, we were able to determine how you see yourself as woo-woo. I don't know how I see myself. I haven't ever really classified myself. That's something that I really kind of struggled with for a long time um, because the information just comes to me. You know, I'm not one of those people that necessarily spend a lot of time just trying to read other people or try to tap on yeah. people. It's just I get certain, I think we called it last time, hits. You know, yeah. just things that just come to me, you know, and well, that's the, okay. So that's the formal term is hits, right? That's what I learned in the, in the, I, I'm in a mastery group. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so in there, they have like a lot of terminology, but that aids them in being able to facilitate the process. It's not necessarily uh, mainstream terms because like a hit in a gangster term would probably mean death. Right. Whereas right. A hit in, in a psychic realm would be, <laughs> would be, Oh, I got one. Right. Maybe they're both the same. You never know. Mm -hmm. Right. You're just cracking yourself up. I love that. You're so funny. You're so hilarious. I don't, I don't even know how to respond or react to that one. I think you just caught me completely off guard. Okay. I'm, I'm going to use an example without naming names or really relating the story. So we allow Lucinda to come back to us. But I, I shared, you know, let me just ask you this question. This is the question I really want to know. So this is getting good. I get to ask what's on my mind. I get to ask Lucinda. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I have found that, and I don't know, even know if this is true. Oh, no. That sometimes 
when people give you unsolicited readings or unsolicited information that yeah. I have found that to me, the accuracy is less than information where, where you're in a formal reading. Is that, is that accurate or is that inaccurate? Is that true? Well, for, for me, okay, so there's uh, what my process is, because each of us uh, does it in a different way. It's like you were talking about how you receive the information, and then you're the filter, and you're the filtration system, basically, and then you get to go ahead and have the interpretation. And <clears throat> depending on where you're reading in the system for the individual is, you know, what you're going to um, impart. Now, sometimes people will go way in, right? And they can, it's like, um, I did a remote viewing class with uh, Jerry Avalos the other day. And it was so enlightening to me because I thought that, oh, wow, I got this, but it was so blind and it was just like this. And I found that what I was doing was I was going way in on this blind test and like, you know, this looked like a tree, but it was actually a bench. So, you know, so you gotta, you have to figure out like where you want to read from first, right? And so what I like to do is I like to gather the information out here, right? And then when I do that, then I let it just continue. However, unsolicited, unsolicited uh, readings are invasive to me. And the reason that they're invasive to me is that I didn't, I didn't ask you to come into my energetic space and tell me about myself. And so that's just, you know, I'm defensive as it is because uh, I've been under energetic attack for a while and I just, you know, I protect myself on a regular basis. Yet when somebody that I trust comes to me and begins to solicit their advice or talk to me about things that they see for me, right? If they haven't asked, then it makes it uh, difficult, and I don't believe that there's an ethics practice in place. However, if it is somewhat, because like that happens often, right? Where a psychic will, okay, sorry, Don. Anyway, so a psychic, somebody who practices intuitive skills will come to me and say, hey, wow, are you, you're not feeling well today, are you? And I'm thinking to myself, what? <laughs> I don't understand, right? And really what it is, is it's a reflection of them in your energetic field, right? And so they've connected to your energy, but they're not understanding why there's dissonance. And they're not taking the time to look at themselves before they, they solicit the, the reading, right? Before they ask to do the reading. And so just being mindful around you is key. But I've had several people do that. Not, you know, friends, family, you know, everybody does it because like we want the other person to feel better, but it's us, you know, look, look here first before you look there. So, um, gosh. All right. So in the mastery class that I'm in, we did a big, a long thing about ethics and the way that it was explained to me, because when I first came awake, it wasn't like that. Right. I just, I had this knowledge and um, occasionally I would be so driven to give or impart this message that I got and it didn't feel like a message. It was just like somebody would ask me a question so I would give them an answer, right? And then sometimes I'd feel compelled to tell somebody something and I would hold on to it until they asked me the answer. So it's been in play for me for a while, 
but I didn't realize that I was still tapping in without asking. Whether I was giving the information or not made absolutely no difference. I was still invading their energetic space for my awareness, but I was unaware of it. So what I do now is through a lot of practice, I just, I don't read anybody. I just don't. <laughs> and I didn't know it was that easy. I was just like, okay, no, nope, not mine. And then as soon as that happens, it makes it super easy for me because then I can be on for myself and I can move through the way that I want to life. And I don't have to worry about satisfying um, what I perceive in somebody else in that moment because usually it's just a field energy that you're reading. You're not reading like the individual because you haven't asked to connect. And we all have that ingrained um, protection right? That survival mode that's inside that deeply protects us. So you're not going to get the best reading in that moment. You'll get surface reading. And so let's say I didn't have a very good interaction. And then I walk up to you. Now you're reading that good. You don't feel good. Well, I, I guess not. <laughs> but you're reading field energy from a different interaction because energy uh, has a tendency to stay with you for a little while. I was watching a program the other day and it was talking about your photons, how your photons will stay in a chair that you sat in for like a little while, for like an hour, hour and a half. They'll stay there for like three days. So your energy stays in different places. Wow, that was an amazing answer. And Krista is here saying Sharifa yes to the question. And then she said Lucinda agreed. So everyone is, is chiming in that they definitely agree with your, your aspect. And the reason that came to me is that I found, and, and you talk about some of your habits that you have to um, stop doing. Um, okay, so before I, I go on with that, I just want to read to you what, what Krista had to say. Krista said, we need to teach about unsolicited readings to people who are first stepping into this field. It is a manners technique that is lacking. I am very mindful about asking if I may share what I'm getting before proceeding. I do slip at times, though, out of a habit that I was not taught of in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but we all, we, we, because we have such a desire to help the individual, right? And because we care so deeply and have that unconditional love for them that we're holding that space for them, whether we give them the message or not, right? But when we see them and we, and we can clearly view that it will benefit them, sometimes we just, we do it anyway. I'm not perfect. You've got to be kidding me, right? I'm still here. <laughs> yes. No, none of us is perfect, but we're all a work in progress and we're all trying to help people and work with people. But my original question came because I, I saw not only an unsolicited information, but sometimes another thing that I believe, which is one of the reasons why I don't go to a specific church per se, is that when you ask for a message, when you ask God, when you ask the universe, whatever you want to call it for an, a message or you have a question, the universe, God has no choice but to answer you. They're going to answer you simply because you asked. And I believe it would be an unfair God to not answer you. You're his child. Why would he not answer you? But I think sometimes we get so caught up in how that message is delivered, who delivers that message, where that message was delivered from. So it's, the church can also be symbolic of a reader. You know what yeah. I mean? I went to yeah, totally. Lucinda to get this message. Now, every time I need a message from God, I have to go to Lucinda. And so what I, what I began to see just from a lot of the people around me is 
that message is just going to come through. It just comes through. But then when I go back and say, can you tell me about this? Now tell me about this. Tell me about that. It's, it's like all of a sudden it doesn't have the same intensity. It doesn't have the same accuracy as the initial message because the initial, initial message was me and my intention and my pure desire to receive that message from the universe. Yeah, okay, so let me take back on that, okay? Mm -hmm. So also, it goes back to the same thing that I had said about everything is mutable. So even though you receive information, things will change. The dynamic changes, the energetic vibration offering changes. So all of that changes within that, right? But then keep in mind that you have, <coughs> pardon me, that you have um, energetic beings, okay? So energetic pockets, right, around you that are not yours. So those agreements that we go through throughout the day, like, um, oh, I have a headache. Maybe that's not your headache. Maybe it's just a pain that was developed from somebody else that they discarded because they didn't want it any longer. And so maybe you said, I need help. And so that's how it showed up. Um, being directive when you ask for help is important, okay? So when um, you say, oh, God, help me, all right? then there's like a lot of people that serve God or a lot of beings. I call them people. I call everybody people. So there's a lot of people that serve God that are going to show up. Now, are they your people? Who knows? You haven't given them any direction. Can you imagine how crowded it is around you sometimes? Maybe not you, but I mean, you know, so what I found is that like clearing your field, right? Your countenance um, is a uh, key. And a lot of times we don't practice that, but there's some definite practices that would benefit everybody across the board mainstream doesn't matter but meditation so that way you get that clear connection and you receive those messages through inspiration that you're talking about and then you have um you have the clearings that you can do there's a lot of different practices you can smudge you can go ahead and go to an energy person there's uh intention is key with all of that you can um uh you can through intention all right through intention, you can ask the higher self, the higher power, however it is you'd like, to clear your energetic field, all right, of any psychic debris, all right? And then it will restore you to your original vibrational offering. So it's intention, how concise you are, and how you're delivering your request out into the etheric. Sorry. <laughs> so, so when you say you're clear, you clear yourself, how often would you say you clear yourself? Every day. Mm -hmm. Every day. Probably a few times a day because, uh, all right, so when you, when you finally get to like that zero, um, I'm doing this practice with rain uh, that is like, uh, I call it the train station clearing because I was having like a lot of people come into the center. <laughs> okay, so a day at the center isn't like, it's not average so i was finishing up a crystal class i'll give you a, a quick one okay so i was finishing up a crystal class and i was finishing up with the students and i was saying okay great and so just make sure you take those practices blah blah and it was like you know really good and it was all yay we're all in love with crystals and all of a sudden a person walks in the uh, a real person walks in the door right and says hey i think i'm possessed by demons can you help me I said, yeah, sure, just go have a seat right over there. I'll be right with you. And I finish up my class. My whole class is like, <laughs> no, I'm just like, that's just a normal day at the office. Anyway, so I was having a lot of that sort of traffic. 
And what I decided was that um, I needed to expedite it because it was taking hours to do it. And I needed to figure out a way that would satisfy um, the energies, right? And what I found is I went back to that book that I had talked about, about recognition and then releasing the uh, energies from the service that they came to provide, because that's usually what it is. And it's not always that, but you know, anyway, through a series, anyway, so that's what I did. And that's just one format. There's many formats, but you can self-develop anything you'd like to be able to clear. You can use smudging, you can energetically, all right, energetically intention yourself with a big um, uh, wand of sage and just bless yourself, all right? Bless yourself and clear yourself, all right? You can, you can stand in um, an energetic field of your imagination and listen to singing bowls and that'll clear your field. So many different ways to clear, but once you get to that zero, then when there's any unaligned energy that shows up, it feels like an alert. So it's like, what, what was that? Okay, and then you notice, so it's easy to go ahead and transmute that energy. I usually transmute energy into um, unconditional love because I would rather walk through that than somebody's headache, right? Mm -hmm. No, that makes perfect sense. It definitely, definitely makes perfect sense. So we are coming down to the last few minutes of this show. It has been a lot of fun. I think we shared a lot of information and went into a lot of different directions that I think we both enjoyed. Let me say yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. This is good. I would um, like a lot of feedback from people. So if you'll comment in the feed and let us know if there's a particular subject that you would like for us to speak on, or if something uh, comes up that you would like to go ahead and participate in, just put it in the feed so that, that way we can contact you directly because that would be awesome. I think that's a wonderful idea because we have quite a few people here that you mentioned um, who um, you know, are all within the circle. Krista just said this was great. So if there's anything that anyone wants us to cover, we'd be more than happy to do that. So again, being that we have a few more minutes, is there anything you'd like to close with, Lucinda? Yeah, I want to pull a card for the group. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> so, all right. So I'm looking to see, I was looking to see what uh, group, what uh, card deck I'm going to pull from, but I'm going to pull from the Psychic Tarot and that's going to be John Holland. And I really like this. I really like this deck. It's purple. Okay. So Krista says, yay. Yay. Right. Okay. And I, you know what? I brought all my cards cause I wasn't sure like what we we're going to do. And I didn't know if we were going to do card readings throughout. Maybe we'll do more of that later to, you know, later on, maybe we'll do like a business coaching occasionally. We'll just do like whatever it takes. We, we have a vast amount of knowledge between the two of us, but we also have a, a huge connection to the etherics. So it's almost like it's a limitless supply of knowledge that can come through for people. So I don't know about no subject off limit. What do you think? No subject off limit. I mean, I don't think there's anything that, that we can't do. All right. Let's do it. Let's make it yeah. happen. Cause that's going to be, that'll be the best, right? Yes. Yeah, because like, oh my gosh, 10 o'clock in the morning on a Monday, woo! Okay, so yeah, so this card, okay, this card will represent um, 
a good stepping stone to focus on whenever you lose sight of where it is that you want to be. Now, here's something that we did for uh, the ritual on um, Friday night for the new moon. We were told to write down 12 things that we wanted the universe to go ahead and produce, and then three things that we were willing to do. Now, we're, allowed, we're not allowed to do what we want the universe to do, okay? So the universe handles that 12, and then we do the three that we're willing to do. And so one of mine was to uh, show myself some more love, be open and, re and receptive to what the universe has for me, and to uh, practice meditation more, more regularly, right? And I thought, oh, okay, see, you know, I stacked the deck for me. Anyway, so uh, that was like my three, and I like that a lot. Okay, so for this week, what I'd like for you guys to do is to pick three things that you're willing to do, that you're willing to do, that you know that you can do consistently. It doesn't have to be every day, and it's your practice, not mine, but those are my three. You go ahead and you pick three, and then do 12 that you want the universe, like you're giving them direction, like they're your assistant, right? Go ahead and write down those 12 and pay attention to only your three. And let's see at the end of the week how that works out for you. We'll check in next Monday, all right? Absolutely. You like that? It's good. I do. <gasps> okay, so it's spiritual union. So what this is, is this is like a two of cups, okay? But it is all about connecting on a heart level in relationship building. <laughs> that feels good, huh? It does. It does. I think that's what we're doing here. You know, what I mean? right. we're all having this spiritual union together. Yay. So connect emotionally with others this week. Allow yourself to feel their space with you. Right. So be mindful of where you're at. So that way, what you bring to the table is pleasant, loving, happy. Happy is a choice. That's it. Many I, I love it. Thank you, Lucinda, for joining me here today as my co-host on Monday mornings with Lucinda and Sharifa. Thank you for everyone who joined us live to watch the live show. Thank you to everyone who is watching us in the archives. If you want more information on how you can work with Lucinda, have a session with Lucinda, just oh, yeah. bodystudios.com. And that's B-O-Studios.com. Right. <laughs> and if you want to have you know, speak to me, be a guest on one of my shows, visit my website at asharifa.com. Until next Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, everyone have a wonderful, blessed week. Bye now. Bye.